Welcome to Lose Yourself with Dr. Mike Cunningham, Bible teacher and church planter in Vineyard, Utah. When we lose ourselves in worldly distractions, we lose our value, purpose, and our passion in exchange for temporal experiences. But Jesus says that whoever would lose their life for His sake will find it. Let's learn what it means to lose yourself with Dr. Mike. Welcome back to Lose Yourself. Today's episode, we rejoin our conversation with Keith Radke, pastor of River Community Church in West Jordan, Utah, on the topic of discipleship. The last two I want to unpack, really, yeah. is accountability right. and leadership. Now, you hear a lot of grace talk. Yeah. I love grace. I, listen, grace is the reason we do what we do. Don't hear what we're not saying, but right. sometimes grace is a excuse for mediocrity. Mm-hmm. And, and so my question is, how does accountability fit in either A, a super permissive world that doesn't care, yep. or B, people that come into a church expecting a cheap grace, if you will. Yeah, well, if you went to the doctor and you got a diagnosis of something that's very ser- serious, maybe even potentially terminal, and you said, hey, I just want to let you know, it's going to be all right. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, well, what? Well, no, just don't worry about it. You know, we ran some tests and, you know, things are eh, a little concerning, but just don't sweat it. Man, we would be demanding answers, right? Because... That is not why that person is a doctor. And instantly there, there's, there's an accountability required based on the position of that person as a doctor. Like, you, you studied this. You, you're, the cer- you're the certified one. I'm coming to you because I got issues. But the other half of that is if the doctor says, hey, listen, you've, you've got a diagnosis. You know, you've got some issues with your kidneys or your liver is not doing well. Your cholesterol's high, right? All these things. A, a good doctor is going to say, this is what you need to do. And so two months later, you come back in for the follow-up, and the doctor says, have you done these things? Uh, well, you know, I, I mean, the first week, it was pretty good the first week, and I, I hit and miss, and I brushed my teeth before I came today. A good doctor would say, that's not enough. Not because the doctor's uncaring or authoritarian, but because the doctor, based on their experience in that particular area, gave you guidance, gave you instructions, gave you resources, and said, if you do these things, your cholesterol will be better, your kidneys will be better, your you, you will be able to treat the cancer, you know, all these different things that we, and so accountability, it's a two-way street in that relationship where I recognize that if I'm a dad, I have responsibility to my kids to do what the Lord said, train them up in the way they should go. And my kids have input into my life to say, dad, you're not setting a very good example. Or dad, what you said offended me or hurt me, right? And for me not to have my pride hurt by, to talk about, honestly about it. So accountability, it's, it's not just, you know, who's your accountability partner? Some people will take accountability too far. Every day it's like, control. Mike, are you, and then you start feeling guilty, and I, the next day I'm calling you, Mike, are you doing enough? And That's not accountability. No. That's control, exactly. So accountability, but the best kind of accountability is found in a relationship, but that there's an honesty there, right? It's a two-way street. It's an honesty. I've had people in my life who, ha, who I've invested time and energy in, and you get to a certain point where it's like, I, I can't do anything for you mm. because you're not doing anything that I've recommended or or it's not just my recommendation. It's not about ego here. If you want more money coming in than money going out, then you got to do something about your budget. And if you didn't do your budget, or if you did and you're not living by your budget, then you're going to still be in the same place financially, right? And every area of life has that. So accountability is um, that two-way street of honesty, of just openness, and and having what's called real talk. Hey, I'm saying this because I love you, Mike. Right. You're saying this. You know, I love you, Keith, whatever. We're not going to beat around the bush on this. We're going to be honest. We're going to be direct. And we're, we're just going to say things the way they are. And as Ephesians... Chapter four says, speaking the truth in, in love. love. Yes, that's right. accountability. I love it. You know, Tim Keller has a, a breakdown of the word freedom. Hmm. 
he talked about how the ancients viewed the word versus the enlightenment. Mm-hmm. The enlightenment view of freedom is I have no restrictions. They stated it in the negative. Very permissive. F- freedom is the absence of any expectation mm-hmm. or obligation Good. versus the ancient view of freedom was having the right restrictions in place to help you prosper. Yes. Because, for example, the enlightenment, that I can eat what I want, which is, is that good for you? Eating whatever you want, no. doing whatever, you know, complete freedom, no accountability whatsoever. A lot of our pluralistic mm-hmm. culture is telling us right now that right. restricting freedom is the cardinal sin. Hmm. And what we're learning from people not doing very well with that, let's just say, is that it really the ancient view of having the right restrictions in place yeah. is true freedom. And guess what? is a great resource for the right restrictions in our life to, to help us prosper. That would be God's word. Oh, amazing. <laughs> yes. And and that, that presents a word that we all have a hard time with, authority. Right. Oh, no. Who's the authority? Are you saying in a highly individualistic culture that we're not big on authority? Yeah, it's true. You know, the, the centurion came to Jesus and said, I, I know that you're a man under authority, which I always found was interesting. He says you're a man under authority. Right. And, and, the, and the centurion would say, I, I too am a man under authority. I tell this one to go, and he goes. I tell this one to come, and he comes. What was he saying is even though I'm in a position of authority in the hierarchy, whatever that hierarchy is, I'm also under authority. There's a higher standard here, a higher authority. And ultimately, that's God. In, in a society uh, like ours, law and order and freedom, civil liberties and freedom and Law and order, like it's it's a weird balance, right? And that's what we're that's that's the culture war we're seeing in our country right now. But without authority, who's authority, right? Yeah. Then then law and order becomes subjective. But so does freedom and and civil liberty. So we we need in our families and our homes and our nation and our churches, we need a return to authority, God's authority, and then that's the standard by which we hold each other accountable for, and we allow ourselves. That's it's also a choice. We allow ourselves to be held accountable. Um, to God's authority. Yeah. And the Bible has been offending people for millennia. Absolutely. So don't, do you need a God that agrees with you all the time? Yeah. Just go tell you the book that tells you how great you are? Mm-hmm. Or do you want one that's going to change your life yeah. and lead you? Transformation, like you said. <laughs> that's good. Finally, I just can't get off this podcast without talking about leadership. Yeah. What does that look like? And how does, for example, I think that a lot of times in leadership, we look for the best looking, most successful, most, yep. the most impressive person that we can find. Well, there's your leader. And sometimes those people do love Jesus. And that don't, don't hear, again, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm just talking about typical pitfalls that ministries and families mm-hmm. run into when they're trying to grow in their faith. We always have leaders who fall. They have issues. You know, what do we aspire to? Are we right. supposed to be, what does it look like to be a fully realized disciple? Yeah. What are your observations on that? Well, you said it earlier. You said that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And leadership, I think, is the culmination of, of relationship, example, accountability, is that you lead from a place of integrity. You lead from a place of relationship, of people trusting your example, of being an accountable person, right? Um, you know, leadership is also this idea of serving others. Leadership is also going somewhere and then coming back and saying, let me show you how to get there. So a leader can never really take anybody any farther than they've already been. So a disciple maker has to be a good disciple of Christ. They have to be allowing Jesus to form that transformational life within them. 
they have to be a person who is in relationship with other Christians, who is following the example of Jesus. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Not follow me because I'm a good person. Not follow me because I'm the best example. Follow me as I follow Christ. I'm following Christ. You need to follow Christ. Like the same way that I'm following Jesus, you follow Jesus. And if, if, I, if I can be a visible example of what that looks like, then take some cues from me. But Paul wasn't setting himself up as some sort of extraordinary example. He was just setting himself up as an example of somebody who was living the talk. Right. And, and that's leadership and is living the, chief the talk. of all sinners yeah. still on the path. And that was a graduated expression, right? Right. He, he, first, he was the least of the apostles. Right. Then he was least of the saints. Right. Then he was the chief of sinners. He was graduated. Oh, that's right. Well, that's good. I'll yeah. That. Yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah I stole that from somebody else. So. I, I'm I jot that down. Write it down. We've all stolen it. That's now. right. Uh, that's always the best stuff. But I think that that's where I think so many ministries and families and, and communities, that's for they're looking for authentic yeah. discipleship. Christian leaders, if you want to call it like that, but I, I think even that word might get repurposed because when you think of Christian leadership, what does that even mean anymore? Yeah, that, yeah. that's a, another wet bar of soap. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, we'll, we'll unpack that on another time. Yeah, but I think that there's a need for people to have someone in their life either investing in them, mm-hmm. teaching them, leading them by example. Again, going back to the the real, you know, relational. Mm-hmm loves them, cares about them, is there for them, practices what they preach, yeah, exactly. someone that has credibility, because a lot of times we yeah. follow non-credible people. Yes. Not me, but I was just talking about somebody else. Yes, yeah, somebody else. You're joking. Somebody we know? No. Uh, no. And then, you know, <laughs> Look I in mean, the mirror. <laughs> accountability, which won't go well. Let's yeah. just tell, no, who likes to be told what to do? I know. Or just, I mean, who wants the whole cold, hard truth? All right. But Again, it is for our benefit and it is mm. for our maturity. And then then it's funny after you have those three, the L just kind of yeah. happens. Not because you go in there and lord over people or have a transactional relationship with them. It's because people start noticing. Mm-hmm. If you show me a relational, someone who's leading by example, who has accountability, I mean, people will gravitate to that yeah. individual yeah. because they're, they, I want him or her. And I think that that's, that's one of the things we need to aspire to. Well, I think one of the things that we neglect in church and in businesses and, and, and just about every arena of life is when we look for leaders, we look for the qualities that you mentioned earlier, right? The skills, the experience, the education. We don't always look for whether people are following Ooh, that person. Right. Right. So are they a hospitable person? There's always people, you know, their, their home is a healthy revolving door of people in their house. You know, are their kids walking in the same faith as their parents? You know, in just every area of life, like l- looking for leadership is not just all the things that they already have, but the potential that they have because of the life that they're living, right? It's a growing life. It's a maturing life. It's an accountable life. It's a teachable life. I mean, I think good leaders are good students. You know, we're teachable. Like leaders are not afraid to make mistakes and, and admit it and own it, you know? And boy, I, I would rather have a handful of people in our church who have no clue about what it means to lead, but they're... They're living real life and they're teachable and they're humble and they're eager to learn. And, and, and that's as a disciple maker, we got to stay in that place where we're, we're leading people by example in a place of humility and a place of teachability before the Lord, because ultimately we're all following Jesus. You know, we've, we've adopted a phrase at our church, simply following Jesus, mm-hmm. not because we have that all figured out, but because we want to. We right. want to know what that looks like. And when people see us as, as followers of Jesus, they say, oh, they follow Jesus. Right. They're Christian. They believe in God. They go to church, like however they quantify it. But not to, it's not something superficial. It's real. 
right. really means something. I love what you said about teachable. Hmm. We, again, we talk about positional transactional leadership versus transformational leadership. People who have longevity as a leader continue to grow. That's right. Otherwise, they get left behind. Right. And they get angry and they get confused and they because they're trying to the thing that was working last year is not working this year. Right. Etc. Being teachable allows us to also not see leadership as something that is a perk, mm-hmm. a position, because there's people who are drawn to authority yeah, and power. Absolutely. And, you know, the church is no different. I want to go over here so I can get in with the pastor, or yeah. get on the right committee or steer the ship or, or whatever. You know, servant leadership is so important because when you're being called to lead in the church, that's not a perk. That's more responsibility. It is. And I cannot stress that enough that we need more people to see it that way, that there's a lot of people. Yes, they can help a lot with the inner workings, the day to day. But what we're really looking for in the church is someone with the spirit, like you were talking about, who has those qualities that is going to gravitate people, inspire people and lead them to point them toward Jesus. Right. Um, There is a game for the phone and the tablet called Among Us. Um. I got bored with it in the first three minutes. Actually, I'll just be real. My 12-year-old punked me, totally punked me in that. But that reminds me of 1 Peter 5, which says that you as elders in the church are to shepherd the flock of God that is among you. Mm. Leaders need to have an among us attitude that I am not above those that I lead. I'm not below as a doormat but I, I need to be among the flock of God because I am part of the flock of God. And the appeal that Peter makes is you are shepherds under the chief shepherd, the great shepherd, the good shepherd as Jesus called himself. If you are a senior pastor, you're a pastor under the senior pastor Jesus. If you're a lead pastor, if you're a lead church planter, if you're the elder, the bishop, all these things that we call ourselves in the modern context, all these titles, there's one head, Christ. Right. And we're all growing up into him. We're out of time, but we'll pick up this conversation on our next episode. This has been Lose Yourself. For more information about Mike and his ministry, check out his blog at loseyourself.life. Until next time, make it your ambition to lose yourself to Christ. Lose Yourself is a ministry of Grace Church and Mike Cunningham and a production of Key Radio.